0: Turn to Psalm 133. Hallelujah. I mean, 18 people? The most we've ever had watching us so far is maybe three, maybe four. I tell you. Thank you, pioneer. Glory to God. I love it. It's about time someone stands up against the junk in this area against the liberals amen you know and it's not even republican democrat thing this is about the word of the living god it's about the morals the absolutes i said the absolutes in the word of god unchanging they don't change with society are you hearing me the word of the living god psalm 133 Verses 1 through 3 says this, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head, running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. It is like the dew of Hermon, descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there, say there, the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. Hallelujah. Now last week, those of you who were here last week, those of you who tuned in last week, I talked about what it meant to be an ambassador for Jesus Christ. What, what it meant to be an authorized representative for the Lord Jesus Christ. And this message today, I put a new title on it, but really it's kind of a continuation of what I talked about last week. So today, I entitled the message, Keys to Spiritual Unity. Keys to Spiritual Unity. You know, in John chapter 17, Jesus prays a prayer. I mean, almost the whole chapter of John 17, the Gospel of John, is dedicated to Jesus praying a prayer to his heavenly Father for unity to be in the body of Christ and amongst his followers. What does it mean? What is true spiritual unity? Does it mean to tolerate doctrinal differences or unscriptural beliefs just to gain peace among individuals? I mean, what is the will of God concerning this topic of spiritual unity among Christians? I I think it's pretty important we need to know that. Amen? Now go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and let's just jump right in. Both feet, say both feet. both feet. Hallelujah. I like to jump in with both feet. None of this one foot on the world, one foot in the church stuff, amen? Come on. It's time for the body of Christ to grow up. 1 Corinthians 1 10 through 13. Listen to this. Now I plead with you, brethren. By the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly, maturely, perfectly joined together in the same mind, and in the same judgment. Say judgment. For it has been declared to me concerning you, my brethren, by those of Chloe's household, That there are contentions among you. Now, I say this that each of you says, I am of Paul, I am of Apollos, or I am of Cephas, or I am of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? Oh my. Listen to me. I want you to take hold of something in this one passage. I want you to take hold of the desperation and the pleading that the Holy Spirit, through the Apostle Paul, was trying to get across to the church of Jesus Christ. You know, I mean, it's so easy. Just to read a verse, read a passage, and just kind of read it and just skim it over. Oh, I plead with you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, you just read it through, and it, it doesn't really make an impact in you. But when you study the original Greek word that's translated plead, literally means this, that Paul was strongly urging, even with tears on his knees, Begging Christians to maintain unity yes, sir. in doctrine. Yes, sir. Yes. He urges Christians to speak the same thing and to be perfectly joined together in the same mind, same judgment. And that, my friend, is only based on the written word of God. Okay, maybe you didn't hear that. <laughs> that can only be based That's right. upon the written word of God. Right. Why? Because Paul knew that division within the body of Christ hinders the flow of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And it, it hinders the effectiveness of evangelism. Hello, saving people from the pits of hell? Getting the gospel message out? And it will hinder a Christian's spiritual growth. And because of this all-important topic, and because of people's eternal destination, depends upon whether the truth of God is proclaimed or not, the Apostle Paul was in tears, begging, pleading to the church be of one mind. Stop this division. Stop this contention. The Apostle Paul was very concerned about maintaining a strong spiritual foundation on the Word of God. That's, say, foundation. All oh, the foundations so important. The book of Psalms says if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Yo, listen, listen to me. We as Christians should be embarrassed that there seems to be more unity in cults and false religions more than in Christianity. Come on, let's just tell it like it is right now. Because we carry the truth of God's holy word. In fact, the word of God's the best-selling book of all time. And we have it. Yet we can't get our heads screwed on straight in the body of Christ. Think about this. I can feel the heartbeat of God on this. We must look like a bunch of idiots to the world. Oh my. Oh, he's meddling again. The Bible, the Word of God, is the best-selling book of all time. Yet it's the most attacked book of all time and can be the most twisted book of all time. I have people ask me all the time, why are there so many different beliefs within Christianity? And I have one response. Because there's real devil and there's real evil spirits. Now you just follow me on this one. It's going to be all right. How many of you know the enemy loves blinding people from the truth of the word of God? That's, that's his main mission. Mission number one, dragging people into the pits of hell. Mission number two, if he can't bring you to hell, he wants you to live a miserable life on this earth and blind you from the blessings of the new covenant. Think about it. The enemy doesn't have to spend much time in false religions and cults. He already has them manipulated. But doesn't it make more sense for the devil and evil spirits to to spend much of their time sowing and instigating division? Or, come on, civil war within the body of Christ. Oh my. In 1 Corinthians 1, 11 through 12, Paul said it was reported to him that there were contentions brewing within the church at Corinth. Some were saying, I am of Paul. I am of Apollos. I am of Cephas. I am of Christ. Now, what was happening there, people were starting to, Christians, say Christians. They were starting to identify themselves more with people than with Jesus Christ himself. Have you ever asked a person if they're a Christian and they said, no, I'm Baptist. No, I'm Catholic. No, I'm Christian Reformed. Are you a Christian? No, I'm Methodist. Are you a Christian? No, I'm Lutheran. Wait a minute. Listen, if you're a Christian, when you get to heaven, there's not going to be a different section for each denomination. St. Peter's not going to be there and say, oh, Lutheran? That's that way. Oh, Methodist! You're down the aisle, down there to the right. Come on. What's happening is this: these individuals have an identity crisis, a spiritual identity crisis that formed due to their lack of knowledge of what God's Word teaches. A spiritual identity crisis can be caused by maybe your upbringing as a child. You want to hold on to traditions that mommy and daddy taught you and you don't bother going into the word of God and finding out what it says for yourself. Hello, let me tell you this, God does not have grandchildren. Just children. You can't ride on mommy and daddy's face strings. Amen. Maybe it's from the comfort zones that you're unwilling to break free from. Come on, I'm preaching to everyone including myself. We all have comfort zones, don't we? and we need to break free from them. That's part of taking up our cross daily and following Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And that, coming out of those comfort zones, can only be corrected by knowing what the Word says and you willingly embracing the truth of it. See, listen, it's one thing to be ignorant of something or to lack knowledge on a certain topic, Okay, we extend grace for that. Are you hearing me? It's one thing when you know and you've seen evidence, yet you continue to reject. Come on now. And it really comes down to this one thing it comes down to this your heart attitude toward the Word of God. Are you open to receive everything that God has for His children? Or are you willingly fighting against him? Fighting against his will. And listen to me. You, can't, you can maybe fool Pastor James. You can maybe fool your friends and loved ones who are Christian. But listen, you won't fool God. God knows the hearts of man. He knows. He knows. And you can run, but you can't hide. Adam and Eve tried that. They ran, but they couldn't hide. Paul says, Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Which brings me to a very important point. Are you ready for this? Write this down if you're taking notes. True spiritual unity among believers can only be based upon the written word of God. That's it. That's it. It's got to be based upon the written word of God. Don't ever forget this truth. You ready for this? For every subject, for every topic in the word of God, there's one truth, not many truths. Oh, come on now, people. You've got to understand this. For every topic, say every topic. There's one truth, not many truths. On each topic. You see, if you start to believe that there are many truths for every subject or every topic in the Bible, you are no different than those who are in the new age. Well, if it's right to you, you just go ahead and believe that. There's one truth. Say one truth. I'm tired of tiptoeing around this issue, people. There's one truth, and that fact alone should cause us to dig into the word and find out what does the word say, right? What does it say? Because there is one truth. Well, you know, God doesn't care if you pray to a dead saint. We'll just overlook that, you know, for the sake of unity. Unity. God doesn't care if you believe that speaking in tongues is of the devil. You know, really, he'll just kind of chuckle at that. Well, you know, infant baptism, you know, if they want to do it, yeah, just go ahead, you know, don't, don't, don't push it, you know. People, this is the very reason why much of the body of Christ has gone seeker sensitive. And they water down the gospel of Jesus Christ And they made the word of God of no effect because of the tradition of man. You know I'm telling the truth. You might be getting mad at me. Someone might be getting like, who is he? But you know deep down in your heart I'm telling the truth by the Holy Ghost this morning. You know, sometimes it takes someone coming around slapping you in the face, spiritually speaking, to get you to wake up to this fact. Sometimes it takes a statement, pioneer, like God created Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. I don't apologize for that, pioneer. I'll tell you that right now. In fact, I mean, they're trying to blow this all out like, oh, he's such a jerk. But no, all I was doing was proving in the beginning. Say in the beginning. The The original intent of God is still the intent of God, by the way. He created Adam and Eve. That's all I was trying to prove. So they can twist it, turn it, whatever they want, but God knows my heart. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And I only have to answer to God one day. Hallelujah for that. But listen, we just can't wink at things. We need to catch the heartbeat of God on this matter. Uh, Why do we make light of unscriptural differences? I mean, especially things that we know are against the word of God. Necromancy. Talking to the dead. Saints such and such, help me out of this to help me sell my house. Hello. Why do we wink at this stuff? I believe it's extremely disappointing to God and it makes and it, it angers him. Well, because the thing that they're doing is no different than someone going and having a seance in a graveyard. Hello, people. It's just happening in a church. Oh, come on now. Now, you got to catch my heart on this. I'm I'm not promoting hate amongst Catholics. Come on, let's grow up here. But it is right to preach the word of God and expose these false things. Are you hearing me, somebody? And I believe if Jesus was here in the flesh, if the apostle Paul was here in the flesh, they would do the same thing. I think there would be some major rebuking going on. Are you hearing me? We need to catch the heartbeat of God on these things. Because someone is right and someone is wrong. Are you hearing me? I mean, God didn't put a oops in the Bible. He said what he meant and he meant what he said. And like I said, just that fact alone that someone's right, someone's wrong, should cause us to dig into God's word to find out these answers and not hide behind a denominational wall to keep you stuck for 20 more years in the same spiritual rut. Break free from mommy and daddy. Break free from grandma and grandpa's church. Are you hearing me? You need to open the word of God because we are going to be held accountable on judgment day, people. My, my, my. And you know, you know, this, this excuse on judgment day isn't going to fly. God, you know, I just didn't feel comfortable about the tongues thing. Yeah. Yeah, come on. Seriously? God, you know, I just didn't feel. Well, you know, how many people did you hinder? Because when you're praying in tongues, you're praying the perfect will of God. How many, how many prayers uh, did you not pray that could have set someone free? Oh, my. Now, see, it goes well beyond just your personal comfort zone. We're talking about eternity. We're talking about coming against the enemy. We're talking about partnering with God, laboring with God that His will can be done on this earth. And part of that is praying in the Spirit. But how does God feel about lifting your opinions above the word? I know it's easy for you to sit there and hear me say that. Well, just how does God feel about lifting your opinions above his word? Go to Revelation 22. I'll tell you something that will scare hell right out of you. You want that, huh? You want to scare hell out of you? All right. Let's do it. Let's do it right now. Revelation 22. There's there's a lot of passages that scare hell right out of me. How about many will come to me in that day and say, Lord, Lord? And he'll say, Depart from me, I never knew you? My goodness, these people thought they were okay. You know, listen, what if? I, I just had this thought. What if the people that are turned away are the ones who didn't receive the word of God? What if? What if? I tell you what, I wouldn't want a chance and find it out. I don't want to roll that spiritual dice. Are you hearing me? Revelation 22. 18 through 19. Uh, Listen, I'm not heaping condemnation on anybody. What I'm trying to do is drive you to the word and say, you better go to the word. And you got to get over your comfort zones. Revelation 22, 18 through 19. Listen to this. For I testify to everyone who bears the words of the prophecy of this book, the word of the living God, if anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life? Does it really say that? From the holy city? From the things which are written in this book? I tell you. Anyone who adds or takes away from the word of God, God takes that very personal. God esteems his word very high. Very high. In fact, Jesus is referred to in John 1 as the word. So if you take away from the word of God, you're taken away from the glory of Jesus Christ. Oh, I bet you never looked at it that way before. Listen, we are not to alter the word of God. But are to accept and embrace everything it teaches. Everything. All of the gifts, spiritual gifts, all of the promises in the Word of God, God are intended to be received by His children. If God didn't want you to have it, He wouldn't put it in His book. This, guys, mm, this is not optional. This is not optional. This is, say, this is not optional. <laughs> but a requirement. Oh, because it goes beyond your personal comfort zones. Did I say that? Yes, I did. Listen, we as Christians are to preserve, protect, and proclaim the original message in the word of God. See, listen, this is a fact. Methods of promoting the gospel may change with every generation. Listen, I'll tell you right now, sitting down playing an organ is not going to reach this generation for Jesus Christ. Heck, I don't even like an organ. Are you hearing me? Methods change. Methods. Say methods. Methods will change with, with each uh, with generation, but the message should remain the same. The message never changes. Never. See, if a person calls himself a Christian and they're not interested in promoting the clear message of the Bible or they don't have a, a hunger for the word of God, that person is not interested in the true and living God then. That's true. Why? Because they have made their own God in their mind. They're worshiping not the God of the Bible but another God. They have added or have taken away from the word of God. And I'll tell you, that's a dangerous place to be standing on spiritually. Very dangerous. Jesus said that we would know those people by their fruit, by their lifestyle, by their attitudes, by their words, by their actions. Everything that emanates from that person. Now go to 2 Timothy 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 5. The message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the message of the word of God, should never change. Never. 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 5. says, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and teaching. Let me ask you this. Why would he say rebuke if we were just supposed to accept every unscriptural doctrine just for the sake of peace? No, he says if someone errs in the word, a good rebuke needs to come. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside unto fables. But you, Christians, be, turn, uh, but you, be watchful in all things, endure afflictions. Well, if we're supposed to do anything just for the sake of peace, there wouldn't be any afflictions. Oh, but endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. Listen, an ambassador for Christ, an authorized representative for Jesus Christ will preach the word of God. Plain and simple. An ambassador for Christ has a passion to maintain the accuracy of the Word of God. An ambassador for Christ, come on, wouldn't ban an article, a biblical article on homosexuality and abortion in the faith and religion section? See, we are in a time when sound doctrine from the Word of God is under fire and being rejected. Not just from the world, but people within the body of Christ. Within the church. God help us. God help us. People have itching ears. And they heap up for themselves teachers that validate their own false opinions. Their own false beliefs. Instead of taking rebukes from leaders and other Christians... They fill themselves with false teachings that tickle their flesh. They find people to agree with them just to make them feel better. Listen, do you know that something here? Listen, anybody, and I mean anybody, can, can jump on the internet. And you can find one person to agree with anything you believe. Did you know that? Oh yeah, if you want to find someone to agree with your false belief or opinion... You bet. You can find someone, sure. But listen to me. Someone uh, agreeing with you is not a safety, spiritual safety net for you. Did you know that? Someone just getting someone to agree with you is not a spiritual safety net for you. Because it better be in line with the word of God. And it doesn't matter. If you're the only one in that workplace that's standing on the word of God, you better do it. Because you're going to have to answer for your own self one day on judgment day. Amen? The word of God says to rightfully divide the word of truth. Say rightfully. Rightfully divide the word of truth. Don't twist it to suit your own opinion. Now, that sounds pretty close to what the devil did to Jesus in the wilderness, doesn't it? The devil given scriptures and out of context to Jesus. And so the devil, oh yes, the devil did speak scripture to Jesus, but what did Jesus do? He counteracted another scripture that said, uh, devil, mm -mm. thou shalt not tempt the Lord your God. Oh, let yourself jump from off this, thou shalt not tempt the Lord your God. Listen, I found something out about Satan and evil spirits. They will always take the word of God out of context. And there's a reason for that cuz they want to deceive you and I. They want to deceive the whole world when it comes to the word of God. Listen, the Bible talks about a doctrine of demons that in the last time people are giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines, teachings of demonic spirits. Literally, these some of these teachings are influenced by demons. By demons. And a doctrine of demons is any, say any, unscriptural teaching that adds to or takes away from the Word of God. See, we always want to pin it on, oh, a doctrine of demons is, is just, you know, these big false religions, you know. Oh, no, 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 no. Anything, even in, yay, the church, where someone takes away from the Word. Well, tongues are of the devil. Well, healing's not for today. That's a doctrine of demons. That's demonic spirits influencing that. Because they're trying to take away from you taking a hold of the benefits of the word. Just know that Satan and evil spirits are behind and promoting any teaching that adds to or takes away from the word of God. Just know the enemy's behind that. Someone once said this, listen to this, this is a powerful statement. So I'm talking about rightfully dividing the word of truth. It says, the Bible is a harp with a thousand strings. Play on the exclusion of its relationship to others and you will develop discord. Play on all of them or rightfully divide them, keeping them in their proper divine scale and you will hear heavenly music all the time. Think about that. Isn't that beautiful? Oh my. See, don't ever forget this. True spiritual unity is based only upon the written word of God. And it does not mean to tolerate unscriptural beliefs. We start doing that, we watered it down. We start doing that, we've we've taken the power away from the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul said, I don't come in my own power. I don't come in the, with the wisdom of words of men, but in the power of the living God. Yeah. And part of that power means that you're stepping out in faith. You're just taking what the word says. You're taking it at face values value, and you're speaking it. You don't have to doctor it up. Are you hearing me? You don't have to put it in a blender for it to you. No, you just take the word of God and trust that the Holy Spirit's going to work on the people's hearts. Are you hearing me? Titus 3 9. Are you getting anything out of this today? I'll tell you right now maybe, maybe this is going to be your last time at the church. Maybe it's your last time uh, watching me online because this thing's just slapping you right in the face. But listen to me on Judgment Day, you'll never be able to say that you never heard this message. And I thank God for that. Amen? Oh, that's a good feeling for a pastor. Amen. Hands are clean. That's right. You'll never, you can never blame me on Judgment Day and say, Pastor James, you had a chance to tell me the truth. You had a chance. I told you. Yeah. Now you've got to decide what you're going to do with it with your own life. Titus 3, 9-11. through 11, Listen to this. But avoid foolish disputes, genealogies, contentions, and strivings about the law. For they are unprofitable and useless. Reject a divisive man after the first and second admonition, knowing that such a person is warped and sinning, being self-condemned. Now, the Bible says that we are to avoid foolish disputes. In other words, don't argue. Don't argue with people that don't have any evidence from the Word of God to back up their beliefs. Don't argue with someone you know that they're not going to change. You, I mean, and you'll know it. You'll know those kind of people. You, has anyone ever been there before? Yeah. You know who they are. And, and all they want to do is wear you down. That's all they want to do. All right? You plant a seed so long. And then you pray for them and just trust that God will send someone else to keep planting seeds. But you'll know. You might, you know what? You might be one just to plant one seed in their life and that's it. And that's all God has told you to do. You might plant more, but you don't argue. The word of God says, see, this is the issue. Many people, when they're witnessing to people, they, they pre- Christians many times present it in a way where the Christian doesn't even seem convinced that it's the word of God. Are you hearing me? There's no conviction in the voice of the Christian witnessing to them. So are you hearing, you know what I'm talking about. There's no conviction. It's like, man, is this person even saved who's witnessing to him? No, but when someone knows that you are convinced and you're just giving them the word of God, I'll tell you right now, it changes the atmosphere. How many of you know what I'm talking about? that's, That's truth. So the word of God says that we must, in another scripture, it says we must be apt to teach but not argue don't argue. The word of God is the word of God. It's the truth. Are you hearing me? Verse 10 says to reject a divisive person. Now, who's a divisive person? What's what's a divisive person? Because some people think that a divisive person is one that is strong on controversial issues. (laughs) Some people think that, that, you know, oh man, they just don't let this thing die. But listen, the Bible says we are to stand up for righteousness. Right. Now, listen, what's a divisive person? A divisive person is one that is holding on to views and opinions that are not supported in the Word of God. They're holding on to opinions, beliefs that are not supported in the Word of God, all right? And it's that kind of person that will do great damage in the body of Christ. We're supposed to go out, come on, yes, pioneer, we're supposed, Christians are supposed to influence politics. Listen, Jesus Christ never intended for your faith to be separate from any other area of your life. Never. Right. Never. Right. Never. And that's why I'm fighting this thing with the pioneer tooth and nail. Because we need to have a voice. Especially in the faith and religion section. Hello! I, you know, I told the guy, I said, you know, you know you, I, I, I don't seem to think that you know, if a homosexual reads it, or I, I, I don't think it's going to surprise them that a conservative Christian pastor holds these biblical views. I, I, I don't think I'm really going to set someone back and say, man, you know, it's like, you know, just print the stupid thing and let people decide for themselves. Well, thank God, those of you watching if you, from around the world, if you contacted uh, Dave Clark and John Norton, uh, thank you very much because this is very important. In fact, listen, people, i got to let the cat out of the bag on this. I contacted Smile FM Radio, Northern Christian Radio, Family Life Radio, and Michigan Right to Life. They all know that it was banned. And what is this trash that, that Dave says that they didn't ban it? I gave it to him. He said, I'm not printing it. Now you tell me the definition of what banning is. He says in there, not banned. Baloney. There was, other, there was o- other articles in the past that I put in there. And and I've noticed, and I and I didn't raise a stink about it, but I will say now that we're into this whole mess, is that they've taken literal sentences out of past ones. Like about the blood of Jesus they've taken out. They, so... Yes, I have been banned, and yes, there have been times where I've been censored. Thank you very much. But in this, I do rejoice, because Jesus Christ is getting all the glory now. Oh, hallelujah. God is turning this thing around. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But anyways, a divisive person is one who holds unscriptural views. And they're in the body of Christ, and they're they're gonna do great damage to the body of Christ. So the Apostle Paul, the Holy Ghost through the Apostle Paul, tells us if there's a person like that sowing bad unscriptural doctrine, and they're so prideful they're not willing to take a rebuke and be corrected, he said, reject that individual. Reject them. Are you hearing me? Get used to this fact as a Christian. And you better just get used to it real quick so it doesn't take you off guard as a Christian. The gospel of Jesus Christ is offensive. The gospel of Jesus Christ is offensive. The word of God is offensive. And hello, it's going to be offensive to the world. Because this world system is run, 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, by the God of this world, small g by the way, the devil. And the devil's going to do everything that he can do To discredit the word of God. Amen? All right, now, in in fact, I gotta say this. Jesus said this. He said this to some of his disciples. He said, I didn't come to bring peace to the earth. Come on, but a sword. What does that mean? To separate truth from error. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. That's what you, yeah, he did say it, someone out there. You look it up for yourself, someone watching me. You look it up for yourself. He said, I didn't come to bring peace on this earth. But listen, Jesus did say to believers, my peace I give to you if you're a Christian. But not to the earth. He didn't send it to the earth. He said, I've come to bring a sword. And there's probably different applications, but one of those applications is separating truth from error. Another thing, a sword to come against the enemy. Are you hearing me? Matthew chapter 7. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No, I, I actually emailed Dave, who wrote that article uh, for this weekend, and I, I thanked him for the article. I said, Thank you so much for putting that in, that in there. I mean, seriously, that's, that was great. I mean, I couldn't have asked for better advertising. And, but just to be nice, I told him, I want to buy you lunch, Dave. I, I know it was a free advertisement, but I, I'll buy you lunch, Dave. If you're watching, Dave, I'll buy you lunch, brother. No, not brother. I know you're not a brother. No. <laughs> Oh, come on, people, laugh a little bit. I'm sure if Dave's watching, he's laughing. All right. Matthew 7, 13 through 14. All right. Listen to this. The words are in red, and it's Jesus Christ. Listen. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate, And difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. Now, I don't like the New King James on this, all right? Because it says difficult is the way. No, listen to this. Enter ye in, this is the King James. Enter ye in the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. It's not difficult when you're being led by the Holy Spirit. It's not difficult when you crucify your flesh. Are you hearing me? But listen, we as Christians must stay on the narrow road. Have you ever noticed for the most part, not always, there's there's I mean there's exceptions of course, but generally speaking, when the full word of God is preached in a church, it's like pulling teeth trying to get people to stay connected. Right? I mean, you know what I'm saying? When the full word of God is preached, it's just hard. P- people don't want, don't, people don't just don't, they don't like hard messages. They don't like messages that will challenge them, that will stretch them. So, for the most part, it, it's like pulling teeth trying to keep people connected. That's why I, I've just stopped. That's why I, I've just stopped, you know, there, when you first start pastoring, you're just sweating. Why, why isn't anyone coming back? I mean, what's going on? But you know what? Forget that trash. I'm going to preach the word of the living God because there's where the blessing of God lays. So I've just settled that in my heart, first and foremost, so you're not going to hurt my feelings if you don't come back. We love you. It would be great if you get connected, but you know what? Um, We're going to preach the word. But listen, however, when the message is watered down, it's not a problem to pack a church out. Shoot, it's not a problem to pack out an arena. Come on, some of you know what I'm talking about. And what is happening then? The church that takes away from the word of God is making the narrow road a little bit wider. Come on. They're they're just making it a little bit wider, a little more acceptable to the word of God, or to the the world. Are you hearing me? When you preach on unpopular topics or issues that need to be addressed, Amongst believers in in the world. The road gets a little narrower. Little narrower. A little narrower. Little narrower. And pretty soon people start jumping off the road. I'll tell you right now. The Christian walk is a tightrope of faith. Don't kid yourself. That's why the Bible says that we as Christians need to walk circumspectly on this earth. Cautiously. you got to walk cautiously on this earth. Because there's a lot of traps that Satan and evil spirits have set to take you out. Are you hearing me? But listen to me. I really feel this by the Holy Spirit. That the big rapids area, this, this region, it's entering a window of time that people are hungry to hear the truth. I, I don't know. I, I just can't explain it. I know it's against everything I just told you that in a general sense. But I'm telling you, I know this, and I think it has, really has to do with this outpouring that has been prophesied over this area. And I'm telling you, I'm just feeling a paradigm shift. Say shift happens. Oh, shift to, has to happen here. But listen, people, I can just, there's a window here that people are hungry to hear the truth. They're tired of hearing fluffy, feel-good messages that don't have a, the power to move an anthill. Right. They're tired of it. Right. In fact, what people, I'm telling you, some people, when they're, when they're here, some people have told me, said, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm in a safety zone here. Because you're preaching the word of God. You're dealing with issues that other people aren't dealing with. I mean, really, people, let's get our heads screwed on straight. It should be. If there's a church that's preaching the truth, we need to stay in there because this, it's, that's a spiritual comfort zone. I mean, that's a spiritual protection zone, if you will. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, people are tired of hearing fluffy messages. They're tired of it. And we're starting to see the shift in this area. I tell you, when that happened, when that article was banned, when it was banned, I said, you know, God, what do I do? You know, I did what I could. I talked to him on the phone and all that, and I just went into prayer. And look what God did. God turned it around. He just turned it around. Prayer is so powerful. And God is turning this thing around. I'm telling you, because he knows there's, there's a blessing that's upon this ministry because there, he knows that we're. I'm, I'm just crazy enough to believe his word. Amen. I'm just radical enough to, to to preach on these issues that no one wants to deal with. I pray that they do. I'm not saying I'm, I'm the end. All, I'm all this and a bag of chips. I'm not saying that. But doggone it, pastors, let's stand up and let your voice be heard. Amen. Come on, <laughs> what? Let's do it. Let's get the job done. Let's get it done for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory to God. But again, I'm going to say it again. The word of God is the only basis for spiritual unity in the body of Christ. And listen, when the Holy Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost, there was great unity among believers. Was there not? Why? Because the Holy Spirit promotes biblical unity. See, those believers that joined together and received the Holy Ghost, they were banded together. They were grounding themselves in the word of God. Go to Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. I, I mean, I, I don't know how some people can sit in some churches and under some ministries that are allowing uh, lesbians to be the Sunday school teachers. I don't know how anyone can go to a church where the, les, where there's a, the pastor, is a She's a lesbian. How? how have we have we yeah this, this society has just degraded that been degraded that much the word of god has been run through the dirt that that much that people actually try to justify abominations before god i i just it's it's amazing acts 4 23 through 33 and being let go, they, Peter and John, went to their own companions, say own companions, and reported, all the chi- uh, reported that, uh, that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. So when they had heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord, say one accord, and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them. Who by the mouth of your servant David had said, Why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand, and the rulers were gathered together. "...against the Lord and against his Christ, for truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants with all boldness that they may speak your word, by stretching out your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus." And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you, there's a boldness to speak the word. Now the multitude of those who believed, say believed, were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say any any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. The individuals were gathered together to pray. They had complete unity amongst each other. And because of that unity, unity of doctrine, unity of heart, unity of mind... It ushered in, it invited in the power of God into their lives. Verse 23 said that Peter and John went to their own companions after being released from the Pharisees for the healing, for, for the healing of the lame man. Listen, there was true spiritual unity among them based on biblical beliefs. Now, people, let's, let's just break this down here. I'm serious. You know, someone's got to confront these issues here. Can you truly have, can a Pentecostal, charismatic, someone who believes, you know, in, in the gifts and all that, can you honestly have complete, total, perfect unity with someone who says that tongues are of the devil? Come on now. I, I mean, you know, I, look. Look. I'm not saying you 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 be jerky to Baptist or or whoever to holds that belief. I'm not saying that, but it's not true spiritual unity. How can some, something that you found in the Word and you grabbed onto and someone blaspheming the name of Jesus Christ and unknowingly come on blaspheming the Holy Ghost? Is there true spiritual unity there? It's getting kind of quiet in here. Look I, I don't know. I, I, you know I, I'm just radical enough to say let's get back to the foundations here. Let's get back to, to what it was like in the early church. Because God's intent is still his intent today. See in that prayer meeting they had in Acts 4. There was nobody in that prayer meeting that was thinking, divine healing, signs and wonders. God, man, that ended when Jesus went up into heaven. I'm sure there may be during that prayer meeting, there may have been some, some believers in are praying in tongues. Right? Bible doesn't say it, but why not? They received it when the, the gift when they uh, when they received the Holy Spirit. And I mean, I, you know, I, I would just step out to say that I bet you there was not one person in association in that prayer meeting saying, man, tongues are of the devil. <laughs> no, they were of one mind, one heart. And their unity was based on biblical doctrine. Right? Oh, you'll love me sometime in the future. Listen. True spiritual unity is based on the written word of God and it does not mean to tolerate unscriptural beliefs. Just two more quick scriptures here Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Hallelujah. We've got to get back to the foundations, guys, because if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Ephesians 4, 1-6 says this. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. With all lowly, lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit just as you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Now listen, it says, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit. Notice the word Spirit there is capitalized. This capital S. is talking about the Holy Spirit. Unity of the Spirit, of the Holy Spirit in the bond of peace. Now listen, that verse cannot mean keeping peace at the expense of tolerating wrong doctrine or wrong beliefs. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is grieved when the Word of God is not presented in truth in its original message. Did you hear me? It can't mean just, oh, just yeah, pursue peace, endeavor, to just peace, peace, just, just go with it. It can't mean that. Because it grieves the Holy Spirit when any part of the Word of God is taken away or added to. So it can't mean that, that you just tolerate any old belief. So now you have a choice to make as a Christian. Who will you choose to offend? The person with the wrong doctrine and try to correct? Or God, the Holy Spirit? It's your choice. Are you willing to please God or man? Are you hearing me? It's tight, but it's right. There's one faith, not many faiths, one truth, not many truths. Are you hearing me? Last passage here. Ephesians 4, 11 through 16, quickly. And he himself, Jesus, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come to the unity of, underline it, the faith. And of the knowledge of the Son of God. What do you mean? This is written to believers. The knowledge of the Son of God. Don't they know the Son of God? Not if they're adding and taking away from the word of God. They don't know Jesus. To a perfect man to the measure of the sta- at least not the Jesus of the Bible. The Bible does say some people can make another Jesus. To a perfect man, mature man, to the measure of the statue, stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body is joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share. See, you have a part to play in this, people. Causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Jesus gave, the, gave to the body of Christ ministry gifts. He gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers. Why? For the equipping, say equipping, of the saints for the work of the ministry. For the edifying or the building up of the body of Christ. Listen, the body of Christ as a whole right now is broken and divided. There's literally civil war going on in the body of Christ. And Jesus' desire for the whole church is to come together in the unity of the faith. Now I want you to notice it didn't say unity in faith. Did it? No. What did it say? Unity in what? Uh-huh. The. Underline the faith. Because faith is different than the faith. The faith refers to all the beliefs that are in here. The faith. The doctrine of Christianity that's found in the word of God. The faith. It's different from Faith. and the, So the faith is talking about the doctrine in the Word of God, the beliefs that are found in the Word of God. See, many Christians are being tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. And you know what happens when that wind of doctrine comes and they receive it that's not in line with the Word of God? It ends up blowing them off the foundation. It blows them off of the foundation of the word of God. And they go into the ditch. See, the Bible says we are to speak the truth in love. Don't stop speaking the truth of God's word, but your motive must be love. See, so, now, you're, you're going to have people misunderstand you sometimes because they mistake boldness for being out of love. That's not true. It's, you can walk in love and be boldness and, and have boldness. See, you must do it in love, speak the truth in love. It must be a concern for the spiritual health of the body of Christ and seeing the lost get saved. See, every time, listen to this, every time the truth of God's word is proclaimed, those ha- who have rejected certain truths in the Bible have an opportunity To become knit together with those who have received the truths in the word. Are you you, you hearing me? Every time, if, if there's someone watching me, if there's someone in here listening on the radio and internet around the world, if you've rejected a truth in the word, you've seen the evidence, you know it's in there, you reject it because of your comfort zones. Today, you have an option. You have a choice to make. You can either keep yourself separated from what the Bible says and from banding together with, with believers, taking this, or you can knit yourself together. You can join yourself to them. And that, in unity, and that's when the anointing flows. Are you hearing me? That's, oh, I'm telling you, that, that's when the anointing flows. If the devil gets angry, he gets concerned when someone takes hold of a truth, when someone steps out of their comfort zone. The devil doesn't like that. Now do you know why it's such a battle for you to come out of your comfort zone? Because the broken pipe, so to speak, has been reconnected and the anointing begins to flow in a greater measure in the body of Christ. See, I want to say it again. This whole thing about receiving the things in the word of God go a lot bigger than your own comfort zone because it's going to affect the body of Christ and it's going to affect believers around you. In fact, Jesus said the baptism of the Holy Spirit to receive so you can be witnesses unto me. Are you hearing me? So what are we hindering by not receiving the Holy Spirit baptism? Well, I was never taught that in my church when I was growing up. Get over it! I grew up in a church where a lot of things weren't taught that are in the Word. Are you hearing me? Get over it! Get out of the boat. Get out of the boat. Get out of your comfort zone. And get into the word. So I want to, as I close here, I want to encourage every Christian to earnestly study the topics that you have been rejecting. Now, honestly studying. Throw away every bad thing you've ever heard. Throw away every negative thing you've ever heard on these topics. And I want you to honestly study it for yourself in the word of God. And before you do it and when you go to read those scriptures, I want you to ask God to lead and guide you into all truth concerning these topics. And listen, if you have a pure heart before God and his written word, you will not be disappointed. Don't take it for Pastor James' word. Get into it for yourself and ask the Holy Spirit to show you. And it comes down to this. Are you hungry enough to search for the spiritual riches contained in the Word of God? Do you love mankind enough to get into the Word and receive everything that God has for you to impact this world for Jesus Christ? If you love this message, stand up. If not, you're going to get the paddle afterwards. (laughs) Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, you are so good. You are awesome. Oh, Lord, Jesus, I know it grieves your heart. Father, I know it grieves your heart that the body of Christ is so broken, divided. Father, bring healing to the body of Christ. Draw them. Draw them. Lord, those who have rejected these topics because of fear, maybe because of just feeling uncomfortable. Lord, I pray that you'd help them to overcome this fear. Overcome these Jesus traditions of man that, that seem to be hindering them in their walk with you. Now maybe there's someone in here, you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. You're on the outside looking in. And the Bible says that you're a child of the devil. And if you were to take your last breath at this very moment, you would just wake up in the pits of hell and listen to me. I do not want that. I do not wish that on anybody. I do not wish that on anybody. Because you, here's the fact, unbelievers, you do not have to go there. Jesus Christ has made the sacrifice. He's made the provision. And all he's waiting for you to do is come to him and faith. that's it. And you receive a pardon from your. Oh, hallelujah. If you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, I want you to come forward this morning. Just come forward right now. Who can? This is a safe place here. Say safe. This is a safe place. You can come forward. Everyone here is for you. If you're in this place you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, you've got to today. Because you could get in an accident. You could die and, and, and when you take your last breath that's it game over e- your eternal destination is settled so come come forward this morning and I want to pray with you to make Jesus Lord of your life maybe there's someone in here you made Jesus Lord of your life at one point maybe you're one I'm talking about who has rejected truths in the word because of comfort zones if that's you you know what I simply want you to come forward to this altar and I want you just to seek the Lord on your, on your own. You know what it comes down to is? It comes down to this. You're the only one that's going to have to answer to God one day. If you've been rejecting the truth of the word and you know it now, and this, this, this message really has woken you up, the Holy Spirit's been dealing with you through the whole service, I want you just to come forward and just seek the Lord on your own. And rededicate your life to the Lord. He loves you. He's not against you. He's for you. He loves you. In fact, He loves you so much, He's given you all the promises in the Word of God. You don't need to be afraid of speaking in tongues. You don't need to be afraid of the gifts of the Spirit. You don't need to be afraid of it. People, they're from our Creator. It's awesome. Your whole Christian walk goes to a higher level. Oh, it becomes so exciting to be used by God come forward if you want to rededicate and you're willing to have an open heart to receive everything God has for you. Maybe there's someone in here, you rejected the Holy Spirit baptism. And today you want to receive the Holy Spirit baptism. If that's you, I want you to come forward this morning. Maybe you're in this place, you need a physical healing, you need an emotional healing. You just need prayer for something. Maybe you need deliverance. Maybe you're bound by a devil, an addiction, or both. Any prayer for any of those things, come forward. The rest of you, I'm just going to open up the altar. You can seek the Lord on your own or at your seat, whatever you want to do. And I have some prayer requests here from the internet. Bruce is watching. You all know Bruce. He's come here. He had he had uh, brain surgery to remove uh, a tumor out of his brain. And it says he's recovering well from the brain surgery, and he's starting cancer treatment soon. So everyone... Stretch, turn to that camera right there and just stretch your hand toward him. Let's pray for Bruce. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just loose your anointing to Bruce right now. We say, cancer, you come out of every part of Bruce's lungs, out of every part of his body right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray that his blood would be cleansed. I command every cancer cell to die and dissolve. And new and healthy cells to be formed In in Bruce's body right now In the name of Jesus And Lord God we just thank you for a speedy recovery That Lord God his body is healed That his body is being strengthened His immune system is strengthened right now In Jesus name And I pray for Stephen right now Stephen in Minnesota watching me I just command that infirmity to come out of your body In every part be healed Be strengthened in the name of Jesus Right now Right now and Lord, let his immune system be strengthened. Let every chemical in his body become normal. Let every cell be strengthened. Oh, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. There's someone right now watching on the internet I have here. They want to be anonymous, and that's, that's great. That's fine. They're not living for God, but they want to. You want to make Jesus Lord of your life right now. I want you to repeat this after me and just simply mean it with your whole heart. Say, God, I am a sinner. I have not been living for you. I, I've been running from you. But I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He died on the cross for me. He shed his blood. He was buried. And he rose on the third day from the dead. And Jesus is alive forevermore. Now, it's that Jesus that I confess as Lord of my life right now. Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Use me. Turn my life around. My life is a mess. Use me, Father, for your glory. Fill me with your love. And I want to make a huge impact for the Lord Jesus Christ before I go home to be with you. Give the Lord a hand clap this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now... Jesus, hallelujah. God is so good, isn't he? Thank you, Lord. Jesus, we pray right now that you would be glorified throughout Big Rapids, glorified throughout this region. Lord, that you would turn the media, the worldly media, over to yourself. That you would use the media to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, that you would use the media, Lord God to promote your word. That multitudes would be saved. Multitudes would be healed. Multitudes would be delivered from the pits of hell. Delivered from the bondage of the devil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. Oh God, show us your glory. Lord, show this region your glory. hallelujah turn it up a little bit more guys I just want to finish this how many of you want to see the glory of God how many of you want to move with the power of the Holy Ghost in your life all it takes is a hunger and a desire and you tell God God show me your glory God use me for your glory that's it Invite Him. Invite Him. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Anybody else who's not made made Jesus Lord of their life and they want to today, come forward. I want to pray with you. Don't don't play Russian roulette with your life. Because once you take your last breath, that's it. It's over. That's it. How can I stress it anymore? I can't. It's it. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Why does it say today? It says while you're being drawn now because you might not have tomorrow. So do it today. Come, come, come. Make Jesus Lord of your life. Your life will be changed. You've been seeking God in all the wrong places. And it's only Jesus Christ who can set you free. It's only Jesus Christ that can set you free. It's only Jesus Christ that can fulfill your life. That's it. He's the only one. That's where your provision's at. That's it. It's not in sex. It's not in the bottle. It's not in partying. It's not in drugs. It's not in alcohol. Are you hearing me? It's only in the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything else is a cheap substitute. It's a false peace. Father let your fire fall on the people Lord God Lord purify us purify us Lord let your fire fall Lord God we want the fire of the Holy Spirit on us Lord oh hallelujah to be radical for Jesus to be radical for Jesus to be radical for Jesus to be radical for him to give Jesus the reward of his suffering. The reward of his suffering. Jesus. The reward of the suffering that Jesus paid for mankind. That reward is bringing people to him. That reward is going out and laying hands on the sick and watching them recover. That reward is destroying the works of the devil and glorifying, lifting up Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Well, those of you watching online, if you're in the Lansing area, even if you're wherever you're at, you drive there, get there, be there. Tonight at 7 o'clock, I'm going to be in Lansing, Michigan at the Holiday Inn Convention Center South, and we're putting on a faith explosion. There's going to be a faith explosion tonight, people, in Lansing. So, those of you watching, I want you to come out and expect the Holy Spirit to move in a mighty way. I am excited. I I feel there's going to be something taking place that's going to be awesome. So those of you in Lansing, come tonight, 7 o'clock. Also, uh, August 22nd, Friday night, 7 p.m. Those of you in the Thumb area, Imlay City, Flint area, come on out. I'm going to be at the Days Inn in Imlay City at 7 p.m. And we're going to have a great time. That's going to be a healing and miracle service. Now, those of you in Lansing, I'm going to lay hands on the sick. And we're going to hopefully cast out some devils too. So get there, be there. Those of you watching online, thank you so much. Tune in next week. Be sure to watch some of the archived videos of past sermons that are right there on the website. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Amen. Give the-